friends. I'm Angela. And I'm Patrick. Welcome back to another episode of Towers Talk Podcast. TTP is brought to you by the Department of Residence Life. Residence Life. You can live anywhere, but when you're here, you're home. So today our guest is uh, Rachel Dahl, who is the program coordinator for NSO. She's a two-time graduate from WVU. She got her bachelor's in history and a minor in poli-sci and then a master's degree in higher education administration. Rachel had a brief stint in residence life, and that's how we met several moons ago. But now she was in charge of the first ever all-virtual NSO at WVU. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. So I guess I'll just talk a little bit about what I do as the program coordinator for new student orientation. So pretty much about a week before the pandemic started in March, I was promoted to the program coordinator position for new student orientation after the previous program coordinator uh, left the university. So it was just a really crazy time. Yeah, great timing. I, (laughs) a week before, like our office was changing because people were leaving and then, and then this pandemic happened. So it was just a really crazy time, but I was really excited to take over the position and, and jump into it. So Basically, what I do is help plan new student orientation and everything that goes into it, which helps orient or transition our new students into college and campus life here. So typically, of course, this would be done in person and on campus, and it's super energetic and fun, and it happens during the whole month of June. Uh, This year, because of COVID and everything that happened, we ended up going online like most people did with all of their other events. And so we just had to start planning things very differently, basically, for this summer. This was actually the fifth new student orientation that I've been a part of. So it was really interesting to to go from being a part of NSO for so many years in one certain way and then kind of transitioning to a whole other different aspect of it when I was actually running it. So So does that five count like the one that you attended as a student here? That doesn't actually. So I guess six total. Yeah. Um, So Rachel and I, uh, have a close friendship mostly because of we watch a lot of the same TV shows and movies. Uh, so one of the things that I was going to ask her is what shows have you been binging since COVID-19 began? It's a great question. So I'm one of those people that really likes to have a TV show on in the background while I'm just like casually doing things. So I've been really into love it or list it recently. <laughs> so really into yes, some, one of my design. favorites. <laughs> I love it. I love me some HGTV. So yep. any home and garden show is great for me. <laughs> but other than that, I guess like thinking of more of a, of a show that I would sit down and, and I watch. Oh, man, let me think. It, it feels like this has been going on for five months now. So I'm just like every show that I've watched over the last five months. I recently binged The Good Place again for the second time. So that was fun to watch things that I missed the first time around and and going back through it a second time. All the foreshadowing Um, and illusions they probably made. Oh, yeah, definitely a ton of those. (laughs) I've honestly been watching a lot more movies since all of this happened. I feel like I've been kind of burnt out on the shows, which maybe is why I transitioned to the home and garden stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
Awesome. And what about you? What shows have you been watching? Whew. Well, in our house, we just watch The Office on repeat. So <laughs> that's that's basically the big one. Um, we also have been watching a lot of Bar Rescue, which we just think is really interesting if you've never watched it. Um, so uh, a lot of definitely um, – we, we watch a lot of repeat older shows in our house. Nothing new, but I definitely want to watch The Good Place. So definitely on my list. <laughs> so um, jumping back into things, what are some new and exciting things that NSO is planning for this year? So uh, like I said earlier, NSO usually happens just during that month of June. But this year, it kind of expanded over the whole summer. Since we were doing it online, we really wanted to make sure that they were getting the engagement that they needed and wanted all summer long. So we're kind of wrapping up, I guess, this part of new student orientation. And so this fall, we'll, of course, start recruiting our new uh, 2021 cohort of students that would be coming in, whether that's for spring or for uh, next fall. So uh, with COVID still going on, we're really still keeping things online right now, just trying to have some virtual open houses, virtual events, virtual ask us anythings where students that are interested in WVU can just come and really get the experience still in that online setting. So we have our student ambassadors making phone calls still this fall. Our tour guides are doing Zoom sessions where they uh, are kind of doing a tour virtually with students and just explaining why they love WVU and answering any questions they can have. So really just still trying to keep up with uh, basically all of the guidelines and things that we have to follow as far as events and, and things go. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we and we've had Patrick and I had, had the opportunity to jump in on a couple of those sessions. Do you think that um, you know, the students got a lot out of it? Do you think maybe you reached a lot more students because things were online this year? I think that students got to participate in a lot more things that they usually wouldn't get to at in-person NSO. At in-person NSO, it's very structured. You're here for one day, and so you kind of have to rush through everything it seems like whereas this summer it was okay well you can attend this webinar this week or you can attend it next week too whatever you want to do and so it was it was kind of nice that they had a, a little bit of flexibility they got to meet with more student groups more groups on campus rather than trying to rush through an information fair really quick so I think that they really enjoyed that and also our orientation leaders were able to connect with them throughout the entire summer instead of just that one day that they were here on campus so I thought that that was a really awesome thing we found that a lot of our incoming students kept emailing our orientation leaders with a bunch of questions throughout the summer. And of course our orientation leaders love to answer those questions. So That's awesome. And uh, just a final question before Patrick jumps in, um, you know, what plans do the orientation leaders have in the coming weeks to connect with our first year students? Like are there any new webinars or things that they should be looking out for in the next few weeks as they start to arrive to campus? Um, so really, for the most part, orientation leaders are kind of wrapping up their employment for the summer. Mm -hmm. um, but here in like the next couple of weeks, they will start to transition at least some of them into our student call center, um, working as admissions ambassadors. And so they'll still be serving that role of not necessarily with this incoming group of students, but with the 
the next group of students, really helping answer any questions that they have. But throughout this last month, they've been doing follow-up phone calls with every student that attended orientation. And so I think that that's one really awesome thing that they've been able to do to connect with everyone. Awesome. Thank you. You've talked a lot about the things that were different this summer, which was honestly most of the next couple of questions we were going to ask you. So what were some of the things that went really well? um, And maybe even what were some of the things that didn't go so well in this new system that you had to pioneer and had to lead the charge on? Yeah. So I would say that as far as triumph goes, just being able to have this orientation and be able to get all of these students still through the same process that we would usually do in person. They all got to have the opportunity to talk to housing, financial aid, meet with their advisor, meet with orientation leaders, attend other webinars to get other information that they wanted. So we were still able to really deliver everything that we would in the normal program in the virtual format. So I thought that that was a really awesome thing that we were able to do. Of course, since this was a new experience, it was definitely a learning experience. And if we ever have to have an online orientation again, then we have a lot of things to take forward with us into that next event. Um, For example, everything, when a student would come to campus for their orientation, when it was in person, they would get everything done in one day and we wouldn't really have to worry about them for the rest of the summer. We knew that they were good to go and we would see them in the fall. One stop shop. Yeah, one stop shop. Whereas with this online version, it was, okay, you have to complete this step and then you have this next step and then this next step and this next step. And we found that we would lose students in between the steps every now and then. And so just really trying to get them to continue moving through that process um, was a little bit difficult. And so maybe setting some more deadlines right off the bat for students to get things done. I would also say maybe doing some sessions right at the beginning of orientation where it was just question and answers, like just show up. If you have any questions about what orientation is going to be, what it, what do you want to see out of orientation? Do you need anything that we're not doing? That sort of thing um, at the beginning as well. Whereas we kind of had that session, but it was more at the end of their advising portion. And so we found at that point that students didn't necessarily have a lot of questions, I guess, at that point, because they'd already gone through some of the process. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Rachel. So Uh, This is something we want to ask our guests because, you know, we love being Mountaineers. So why do you love working for WBU? That's a great question. Um, Definitely the people. It's, I feel like that's something that everyone says whenever they say why they love WBU or why they came to WBU or whatever it may be. But definitely the people, whether I've been in, I've worked as a building supervisor in the mountain layer. I've worked uh, for orientation for many years now as an orientation leader. I worked my way up to this position. I worked in residence life, as Patrick said. And just no matter where I'm at, what role I'm in at the university, the people that I get to interact with are amazing. And they are the reason that I stay at WVU. I keep saying, oh, I don't want to stay at WVU for my whole career. But every time that I even think about leaving, the people just keep me here. And there's there's no feeling like being able to be yourself around your coworkers and, and things like that. So I just love the people that I get to work with and the students that I get to work with too. 
I can definitely relate to that. I have a lot of the same thoughts. Every time I think about leaving, I remember all the RAs that I have and all the wonderful students that have come through my building and it just makes it so much harder to even think about. Um, so do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom for our incoming students that are going to be here uh, by the time this airs, probably like in the next couple of days or they might even have been here for a day or two? Oh man, uh, this group of students I feel like is so special because they've already been through so much with everything that's been going on and they've adapted so well and so I just know that if they come here with an open mind and you're being safe and you are just doing everything that you're supposed to but still making sure that you're if events are online for example make sure that you're still going to those zoom meetings make sure that you're still talking to your suite mates and your neighbors down the hall However you need to do that, just make sure that you're still interacting with people and you're getting that college experience. We're not trying to take that away from you. So we still want you to be involved and get everything out of being a mountaineer that you can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining yeah, us this week. Thank you for joining us, Rachel. We really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on our podcast. Remember to catch us next Tuesday when we feature another special WVU guest. Please wear your mask and practice social distancing. And as always, stay classy, Morgantown.